Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week here in the state of Texas. Man, it's hot outside. Goodness gracious. I do have one of those temperature things on my car. And for the first time this summer, it was over 100. I think it said 101. Now, look, I'm born and raised in Texas. Fifth generation, as I like to say proudly. Nothing new. I used to be a tennis player. And during the summers, the court would probably get to 120 or 125 when I was in high school. But as y'all know, every week, the show is not about the weather. That's just my connection point for our broader audience. If you're watching on Facebook, share this, like it. Let's get the numbers up because we've got some important topics to talk about this week. And we've got a great guest. And I'm going to go right into that segment, too, with our guest because I know she's got a very demanding schedule. And it's Friday, so maybe people are going to stop working in about an hour. So we'll see. That's going to be the case for me. You know why? Because it's really sort of the last day of summer for my kids. They're not in school yet until next week. But, you know, look, some important things happened this week in the state of Texas. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And at least half of the legislature has been working in the state of Texas this week, even though the other half has been trying to. But we'll get into a little bit more detail about why that's not been happening. But the Senate has definitely gotten down to business. And one of the things they did this week was work on a very important pro-life bill. And that's why we've got a great guest today to talk about this issue. Sue Liebel is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. She's the state director for SBA List, the longer version Susan B. Anthony List, if you're not familiar with that national pro-life organization. And we spent a little time together, as a matter of fact, um, on an international interview and uh, video segment in Washington, D.C. That was pretty exciting. Sue, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, we're good to br- glad to bring you on because there's been a lot of focus on an issue that your organization cares about. I know you're working very closely on the ground with Jessica Cologne on this issue, Senate Bill 4. It's had different numbers. I know that uh, y'all call it the stop mail order abortion bill. This has been a big deal. And I want to talk about that bill, and but just really a lot about that effort and why it's important for us to engage on such an important pro-life issue? Well, I'll tell you one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, obviously, to save lives and to save women's health uh, and and not put them at risk either. But one of the other main reasons for Texas, especially to engage on this issue right now, is because this the United States Food and Drug Administration under the under the Biden administration will not. So since the Biden's FDA is backing off of the health and safety regulations that have been on these dangerous pills for 20 years uh, in deference to profits by the abortion industry, it's important for states, including Texas, to double down on those health and safety standards and remove any link to the FDA that you have. And you've got that in your law now, needs to come out. No, you're absolutely right. And I mentioned in my opening that half of the legislature is working because the Texas Senate passed Senate Bill 4. This is a bill that is authored by Senator Eddie Lucio. And if you're in the know, yes, he's a Democrat. There are some pro-life Democrats, not very many. I think he's probably the only one in the Senate 
Maybe there's a couple in the House in Texas every now and then. But it's also important because Texas right now is in the middle of a special session. We ended our regular session at the end of May. We had a special session that started in July. That didn't work out. Now we're in a second special session. I might talk a little bit more about why that's the case. The House Democrats choosing not to participate. But that hasn't taken anything away from the Senate getting worked on. And this should have gotten done. I think we had a great opportunity to get it done during the regular session. It's wonderful that we have another opportunity to get it done. A big reason for that is because our governor, Greg Abbott, put it on the special session call. I was in the governor's office earlier today meeting with some people um, that are involved in supporting these type of efforts and talking with some of the governor's team. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, right? One of the reasons we're working on this is because Governor Abbott said, this is an important issue. We need to deal with it now. And it's my understanding, Sue, that these, you know, the, the way we handled this issue before really came from the Clinton administration. I mean, there's a lot of bipartisan support about having common sense regulation on these pills that are yeah. now going through the yeah. mail. Yeah, actually, it was uh, it was rushed to market, um, excuse me, rushed to FDA approval under Clinton in 2000. And but when they did that, they, the FDA still put these caveats on there because it's a dangerous drug. And so even under um under Clinton, we had these um, health and safety protocols to be sure that they're not contraindicated. Under Obama, they were loosened just a little bit, but not much. And now in deference to uh, the abortion industry, we, we do believe that they're gonna be even more, loosened up even more, if not lifted altogether, for they already have um, said that they just simply won't enforce their current rule that it has to be distributed in person. Well, therefore, you, yeah, go ahead, therefore, it's 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 death by mail. It's abortion by mail. Uh, these there's no medical there's no medical test to rule out uh, conditions that she may have that she shouldn't be taking these pills. It's not good for her health. Um, they're going to mail them right in. In fact, in fact, one of the things we say is the dorm room has become the new abortion clinic. Yeah, and it's getting mailed right to her. So this will stop mail order abortion. Such an important issue, you know, and. I was there for the testimony. I testified in favor of the bill in the Thank first you. regular special session. A number of uh, another member of our team testified this time, but the hearing was extraordinary because a lot of times, sometimes I can't stay for all the hearings. I testify. We've got something else going on because there's so uh, small amount of work going on during the special. I was able to stay in just and, and I enjoy it when I do because I always learn something. And one of the things I heard in the testimony was that over fifty percent of abortions now are through this type of method, are a chemical type of abortion. I didn't even know that. I'm like, wow, that's a big number. Yeah, This is the new frontier in abortion. I mean, they're trying to do away with the brick and, brick and mortar, the overhead costs. Even They're trying to do away even with having a doctor do the pills because it's cheaper to have, you know, to have someone else that, that you pay less money to give the pill, just hand over the pills or even just to mail them. So this is uh, this is all about the abortion industry's future and their profit centers, um, and it's unfortunately through the Biden administration. It is not about women's health and safety. We're talking. And so Texas is the, your governor, your Senate president, your speaker, just very wise to head this off at the pass and protect Texas women from mail order abortion. No, I, I, absolutely. We're talking with Sue Liebel. She is the state director 
for SBA list, Susan B. Anthony list, National Pro-Life Organization. We're talking about Senate Bill 4. This is the stop mail order abortions uh, bill that's moving through the Senate again. We sent an email out yesterday with the title that they passed these bills again with a little bit of emphasis. I want to step back for just a second, Sue. You and I got to spend some time together when we were both in D.C. at a conference with you know some uh, close friends, some allies, and so on. But I'd love for you to just take a few minutes for people that maybe haven't heard of your organization before, just talk a little bit about what your organization does and why it matters to people in Texas. Thank you. Yes, the Susan B. Anthony list was um, created with the mission of getting people elected in public office who are pro-life. So we today, we are the largest pro-life political organization in the country. Um, one of the reasons we did this was to offset um, the abortion industry's PAC, who gives money to pro-choice candidates, right? So we want to, we wanted to play in that space and to compete in that space to get pro-life Congress people elected, especially the U.S. Senate, because it's the U.S. Senate that approves Supreme Court justice nominees. So the U.S. Senate is critical uh, for approach for a pro-life America. Um, also, governors and state attorneys general and other types of, of public officials who are pro-life to be setting pro-life policy and hopefully one day moving towards uh, ending Roe versus Wade. When, so we are we are a political organization first and foremost and get involved right down into the politics of uh, several key races around the country. Well, and I know from, you know, my own experience, this session, this uh, special session, this regular session here in Texas, you had a member of your team on the ground advancing yes. these policies. This bill that we're talking about, the stop mail order abortions bill was uh, one of the priorities. You were here, I think, as I recall, earlier in the year at an event, a breakfast event. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, and I know we're live, so I'm just going to make this submission. So a lot of times you go to these breakfasts and they're kind of come and go and or these events or whatever. And this one was very scheduled. And so I got there a little bit late and I'm always running to different meetings. So not too big of a deal. But I was like, Darn, I missed breakfast. And it looked like it was a really good breakfast. Uh, but you had some great presentations there. And y'all talked a lot about these different issues, really laid the groundwork for what we can get done and also partner with our organization on some other pro-life issues as well. And I mean, look, you know, I, Texas, we like to think, oh, we're a very solid pro-life state. There's a lot of concern at times are we going to have the right people elected that are going to vote pro-life? And every now and then you get a Democrat, but it really is about how many people are getting elected in the Republican Party. And so I do think the presence of SBA lists in Texas is going to be welcomed more and more. Well, we were so thrilled to be there this last election cycle. Uh, we were involved in uh, five congressional races. Uh, sorry, the uh, mailman just came. Speaking uh, of the mail. <laughs> We were involved in five congressional races and 23 state house races. And so we came back this this winter when the session started. That's when I think I met you for the first time at the breakfast. Uh, when I go into a state, I usually host a breakfast to meet legislators, meet elected officials, local advocates like yourself who are very up, up to speed on your state's issues and um, know um, how the strategies are played out in Texas. And so uh, we hosted the breakfast to bring everybody in the room that's going to be involved in pro-life 
legislation. And by the way, that is a lot of really great people in Texas. It has been a real joy to work with you and other advocates in Texas. And so many of your legislators, including Senator Lucio, are extremely pro-life. I will tell you that um, I do believe that if we if you get a, um, a quorum with the, with the House Democrats coming back, they're very aware of the damage this bill would do to the abortion industry. And uh, we're, we're going to want to have to hold the line and toughen up uh, if they push back on this bill. Yeah, look, I mean, you're referring to the fact that Texas House Democrats, most of them, fled the state, literally. They left the state in order to break quorum. There are 150 members of the Texas House. You've got to have 100 in order to conduct business. Okay, that's a two-thirds majority. Um, Republicans have about 83 seats. That means 17 Democrats need to show up, and they've only gotten about 10 or so so far. And, and, and most of them literally left the state intentionally to avoid a quorum being formed. Some of this started to happen towards the end of the regular session. That's why Governor Abbott called everyone back. Um, you got election integrity issues. Speaking of elections, uh, th- that issue passed the Senate this week, but that, that's a thrust of a lot of what the Democrats, many of them are protesting. I've been at the Capitol several times the past couple of weeks. There are a few Democrats in town, but many of them are gone. And look, now there's all this other kind of drama. There's lawsuits. There's arrest warrants. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it is good to see that the Senate has gotten down to business and they're ready as soon and at some point. The Democrats will show up, whether they're forced to or however it turns out, there's going to be a vote on some of these issues, and it might happen very quickly. Now's a great opportunity, as you're doing, as we're doing now, to get the word out about these policy issues. Um, Sue, give us the the best email, excuse me, the best website to reference for people to find out more information about what SBA List is doing. Absolutely. It's www.sba, Susan B. Anthony, SBA List, L-I-S-T dot com www.sbalist.com great all right sue well as you know we're not done we still got some work to do we got to get you know see what the house does and then finish this uh opportunity in this very important piece of legislation but it's great to spend time with you again it's great to get some background and analysis from this very important policy issue and it's great to continue to work with your team god bless you and all the work you're doing Suze Liebel has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you. All right, we're going to let Sue go. She's got some other things to do, and I'm going to do a little bit of wrap-up on what else okay. has been happening in the state of Texas. Uh, look, at you know, it's heating up at the Capitol, too. It's not only hot outside, but, you know, within the Capitol. And I was there earlier today, as you heard me mention um, I was there. I, I went over to the governor's office, lieutenant governor's office. There's still some good activity happening, even though the House isn't show, the House Democrats aren't showing up. I believe the House goes on the floor at two today. We'll see what those numbers look like. But the Senate was up, I don't know, 24 hours, 15, 16 hours a couple of nights ago. There was sort of an attempted filibuster. We knew how that would turn out, but it got a little bit of attention and sort of delayed things, but not all that long. Senate bill won the election integrity bill did pass. And also what passed was the Save Women's Sports Bill. In addition to the pro-life bill we were just talking about a minute ago, the Stop Mail Order Abortions Bill, the Save Women's Sports Bill, I believe is SB2. That bill is moving forward. Tremendous support. Now, this version is just about high school. Last special session, there were two bills, one that was just high school and one that included high school and college. You know our position on this issue. If you've been following this issue a lot, 
We think that it also needs to apply to college. The governor has decided on the call just to focus on high school. We'll certainly take that if that's what we can get and try to build on that. But we'll see what happens as it moves forward because we know that a lot of college athletes have concern about this. We know there's been litigation on these issues. But a lot of great testimony about this issue a week or so ago. Excuse me, it was on Sunday. And we're excited to see that bill move forward. Also, if you didn't see it, the governor put out a statement, a a response, if you will, from um, a state agency asking the question effectively, are some of these things that uh, involve genital genital mutilation and others that are a part of a gender transition surgery for a child, does that amount to child abuse? And the state department heads say it does and that it violates current law. So, you know, some people are saying, and I think that's sort of the governor's position, that, you know, whether or not we really need another state law, we've got one in place that says that these type of things are illegal. And we're very thankful that the governor was able to do that because the reason we got this response from a state agency is because the governor's office took leadership, took the initiative, and put that question out there to find out, creating an opportunity publicly for people to know that these things have to be stopped. Now, one of the concerns we do continue to have is whether or not this law that, that's discussed in this manner uh, includes puberty blockers and some other issues. We still think, in the, you know, while all this is happening, we should have an updated piece of legislation like Matt Krause has that I think would just put us on stronger footing. But we're very grateful that the governor's office has obviously identified this as a priority for them as well. And so we'll see how that continues to play out. And, and I think that the conversation has been good, too, because you've had House members come out and say, look, if the governor has this on the call or if we move a bill forward and the governor wants to know what we think about it and whether or not this is something that uh, that would come, you know, if it come to his desk, they're saying the numbers are there. I've talked to a lot of House members. They think the majority of support would be there for a bill like the one Matt Krause has been filing and refiling and getting a lot of support with. I talked with Representative Krause about it this week, and he showed me that signature page. He started all over again because a new special session started with a new bill, and I think he's going to get a majority of support. And you continue to see the opposition really struggle on the messaging and their support, You know, uh, not to mention the fact that a lot of their supporters are not in the legislature. They're off in D.C. doing whatever they're doing, uh, stalling and trying to delay the process when the numbers are pretty strong on these type of issues, and they're just common sense. And I think you'll see a lot of bipartisan support. But our team was on the ground. We're going to continue to work on these issues. We're going to continue to try to educate people on what's happening on those issues. You know, I mentioned that when I was in that hearing, one of the stats that I heard about the uh, stop mail order abortion uh, bill, and, and it reminds me, too, of another hearing we were a part of. There was a piece of legislation. I don't remember the author. I'm probably going to get it wrong if I try to remember. But that took away some of the parental rights laws and protections when it comes to these type of issues. And some of the side effects from these chemical abortions is that women and young people can die. They can bleed to death. They can have all types of side effects. That's why it's important to have a doctor a part of that process. And, and it just, you know, it's, it's been used in a lot of ways um, for people to be taken advantage of. You see people that are involved in sex trafficking and things of that nature that will use these things, you know, in order Um, You know, if a girl gets pregnant to deal uh, for them, you know, if you will, to deal with uh, the pregnancy and the child, a lot of reasons and a lot of bad things that surround these type of drugs, uh, you know, 
in addition to the fact that this is a human life, a child's life that's being ended. And so uh, that's one of you know some of the reasons why we're so passionate about this issue and we're grateful to be in a position to work together with SBA List and others on this important piece of legislation and grateful for an opportunity to get it done by the governor putting it on the call. The governor also put the Save Women's Sports issue on the call, election integrity, the critical race theory. You know, we have been against critical race theory throughout the legislative session and the special as well. We supported a bill by Steve Toth on that issue. A lot of people feel like a little bit more needs to be done, which we continue to support as well. And that becomes more mindful or or more aware of it with school starting, right? And look, I, you know, if I start talking to you about mask mandates at schools and some of those things, um, I'm not going to have any time in the show. I'm just going to tell you this. We'll continue to do our best to let people know what we know on a lot of these issues. Vaccine mandates. We're going to put something up from the attorney general's office on what your rights are. And it's different. If you're at a private school, that's one thing. If you're at a public school, it's another thing, particularly as it relates to if your school has a policy as it relates to masks. My understanding is if you're a private school, um, the governor's executive order uh, does not relate to you. They continue to retain the right to decide what's best for them, just like they continue to retain the right if they want to pray every day as a part of a private school. But if you're in a public school, they've got to follow the governor's executive order as far as the mask mandate. And you're going to see litigation on this issue. And it's not just even in the school context. I mean, other government entities, Dallas, San Antonio, are trying to push and force people to do this, you know, really fighting for a right of how many more ways can they control your life on this issue. And so it's my understanding the governor's office will continue to fight as long as they have to to make sure that state law reigns supreme, if you will, and that freedom reigns. And look, people can decide on their own. You know, your child wants to wear a mask. Um, or not wear a mask, you want to go to work and you work for a government agency, you want to wear a mask, not wear a mask. This is where, you know, these balances come up with freedom. But we'll do our best as it relates to the vaccine mandate, more so to put information on our website. I'm just checking my timing because that's been something we've always worked on as an organization. I've always worked on when it comes to law and policy, because a lot of times you have religious reasons, you have rights of conscience that are in state law and those need to be followed. And we want people to know that those exist so they can make them available to themselves if that's a con- uh, conversation that they need to have with their employer or someone else related to the government that's trying to force these type of things on them. Not to mention just the usual nerves, right, of going back to school. Now, you know, schools are trying to make some adjustments with, you know, a lot of discussion about whether or not there are more positive cases of the coronavirus. Don't forget, all right, when you go back to school about some of those constitutional rights that you have. People may be praying more, and I don't say that flippingly, you know, um, uh, in um, uh, half-heartedly, prayer does matter. And when there's a lot more tension and stress, I know I'm praying for all the people where my kids go to school, and I appreciate how hard they're working. These are very challenging times to navigate. And, um, and so, you know, but when your child goes back to school, particularly to public school, they might need a little bit more time to pray. They might feel some of that stress as well. We want you to know what your rights are as you go back to school. And so you can freely exercise those um, when it's necessary and, and you can assemble when you need to. Uh, and so, look, I also want to talk about uh, before we conclude the show this week, like it, share it. If you're on social media, let's get those numbers up before we finish in the next couple of minutes. We've got a big event. I'm trying to just check, see if we've got any uh, updates from some of our RSVPs. But our statewide policy event, the Texas Values Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum, largest faith, family, and freedom event 
in the state of Texas that focuses on these policy issues is coming up again September 24th and 25th. That's here in the Austin area. We do have tickets available, but they will sell out. This event sells out every year. It's at Great Hills Baptist Church in the northwest part of Austin. And we've got some national speakers um, from Family Policy Alliance. Our good uh, friend and former colleague, Nicole Hudgens, will be speaking. Um, We've got a Texas Supreme Court Justice, Jimmy Blacklock. I think it's confirmed that Congressman Louie Gomer is going to be speaking. We've got some great pastors. We're going to have some pro-life speakers that are going to be a part of this event. It's going to be extraordinary. And how exciting to sort of be fully opened again uh, to have some, you know, I, I want to see people turn out. I want to see a great turnout, double what we had last year in person. We had about 350 and about another 300 or so online. Let's try to double those numbers. And there are plenty of space. If you still sort of have concerns about being around big groups, I think the, the worship center, which is kind of be the main area, you know, this like, I think it seats 1,500 to 2,000. I'd love to have, you know, a full house, but I doubt that that's going to happen. So there should be plenty of room. And that's not necessarily our goal. There should be plenty of room for people to spread out if that's something that you feel more comfortable doing. But September 24th and 25th, this is one of the biggest events that we do throughout the year. I'm super excited about some of the speakers that we have coming. Jason Jones, a guy that's been in the pro-life movement for decades. You know, he was in Hawaii. He's in Texas now. He moved to Texas. So we're going to take advantage of him living a little bit closer. Go to TXValues.org. Get your tickets today. The Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum, September 24th and 25th right here in Austin, Texas, where our home office is. If you want to come out, uh, you want us to come out and speak to your group, check out our website. We've got a link to make that request. I've been to several groups um, over the past couple of weeks, been able to get out and about a little bit. And so um, we'd love to come out to your group if we can make that work, not just myself, but other members of our team. If you see value in our work, when we get into these summer months, it gets a little bit tougher, right? People don't donate as much. Um, you know, they're hanging on to some of their budget with school starting. Totally get that. But we've got a budget every month. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Please consider making a tax deductible donation to txvalues.org, to Texas Values. Today, our budget annually is about $1.7 million. You've got to have people like uh, myself and others working full time to get this work done. I think it's the best investment that you'll find for faith, family, and freedom in Texas. Hey, look, that wraps things up. Excuse me, wraps things up for this week. We're going to have a great show next week. Probably a lot to talk about from our Texas Capitol. Maybe some updates from back to school and these issues that you care about. We'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.